Hey, I'm Scott Wood, host of The Interview Show. In a moment, I'm going to be speaking with Jed Mercurio, who is the creative mastermind behind the 2018 British TV series called Bodyguard. If you haven't had a chance to catch Bodyguard, that's all right. I recommend that you do give it a watch, but I'm going to play the trailer for the series for you right now so you have an idea about what we're talking about. Enjoy. Threat to our national security is terrorism. I'm signing you to the Home Secretary. We must protect our way of life. That doesn't require apologizing for the past. That interview you did, did you mean what you said? I don't need you to vote for me, only to protect me. I'll do what's required. She's got an agenda to heighten fear and to seize power. Don't mention this to anyone. This never happened. What is she up to? You need to find out. I've been a copper, I've been a soldier. For what? Politicians, cowards and liars. How do you reckon she'd feel if she got a taste suffering the consequences? Looks like the Home Secretary couldn't be in safer hands. Bodyguard, coming soon to BBC One. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting in a beautiful media room in the Fairmount Springs in Banff. I'm with Jed Mercurio, who is a TV Showrunner, what's the title you guys use in the UK? Showrunner's good. Okay. So most people will know you from your latest series, Bodyguard. That's the story of a war veteran assigned to protect a conservative party home secretary. The series is well known for a very popular twist. When did you know in the writing process that twist was going to happen? That twist was part of our planning really from very early in the process. We wanted to create a a very significant midpoint to the miniseries so that it would kind of change the stakes for the the hero. Uh, so that was something that we arrived at through through a process of finding the right story point. So I was reading an article in The Sun UK. As a kid watching TV shows such as Star Trek, those TV shows shaped your drive to write dramas where no character is safe. Yeah, I mean, I loved Star Trek as a kid kind of growing up. It's probably the first TV show that was my favorite. And I watched all the reruns of it on British TV. But one of the things that I got comfort from as, as a kid was knowing that no matter what the jeopardy was that was facing Kirk or Spock or McCoy, there was always going to be a way that they would get through it. And obviously that was essential to the, the success of the show and what ke- keeps people watching. Um, but it was something that maybe I could return to when I was plotting jeopardy against characters that we didn't necessarily need to be in the next episode or the next season. Can you tell me quickly about one episode that stays with you to this day? Of Star Trek? Um, Well, I guess an example that follows on from what I was talking about is the episode of Mock Time, uh, where Kirk and Spock have to fight to the death, and then um, the big twist at the end is that that Kirk's death has been faked. So that's one that that kind of follows on from that idea about uh, Jeopardy!, and the fact that those characters can't die. Uh, Another episode that comes to mind, just because I watched it recently and was really impressed with it again, is uh, Balance of Terror, uh, the episode uh, that takes place on the edge of the the Romulan neutral zone, which is kind of a a cat-and-mouse game between the Enterprise and a, a Romulan vessel. 
So your other TV series in the UK that's very popular is called Line of Duty. It's a series about police officers investigating other police officers. I've read that you don't like to shoot your series back to back because you like to take stock of audience reactions. So I'd love you to take either Line of Duty or Bodyguard and talk about gauging audience reaction when planning the next series. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have the opportunity to shoot back to back if we want it because um, the BBC supports the, the show in a really big way by commissioning two seasons ahead. Uh, but what we prefer to do is see how each season plays out with the audience and what stories and characters they're responding to. And, uh, and then we do our audience research and scrutinize that to see what we're getting right, what we're getting wrong. And that then gets plugged into our plans for the next season. So can you get specific and maybe talk about the break between Line of Duty Series 3 and 4? Sure, yeah. I I think that what's important in the audience research is to distinguish between what is being said on social media, Twitter and so forth, which is kind of an echo chamber for sometimes quite outlying views. But the audience research is much more robust data. It's, It's higher sample size. People aren't there projecting their their own platform. They're just answering random questions about the show. So actually, the audience data is incredibly supportive of the direction we've taken with the show. So Line of Duty and Bodyguard are each six episodes per season or series. Would you ever want to move to a 10 or more a US-like model? What really works for for those UK shows is the shorter run because of the the pace of them and the fact that I write all the episodes. I think if I move to a a different model of writing, I'd love to explore a longer run because then you can maybe tease things out a little longer, you can have more slow burn, you can uh, diversify the plot into areas that are maybe removed from the main strand to explore characters' personal lives and other issues. So Julian Fellows is going to do a U.S. set prequel to Downton Abbey for HBO in the U.S. Are you tempted to do an American version of one of your series? Uh, No, I'm not tempted to do an American version of of my shows. I'm very pleased with how they've performed, and I think if I was to do a show in the U.S. market, it would be an original. Would it be a challenge to write something set in the U.S.? I think writing's always a challenge, but I think there there are many great stories that can play well in the U.S. because of the the specifics of the the U.S. place in the world and the specifics of U.S. law enforcement or intelligence gathering. So it would be an exciting opportunity. You are credited as the writer of each episode of Line of Duty and Bodyguard. Do you have a staff or a writer's room? How does the writing process work? There isn't a writer's room per se. I'm the only person who writes on the shows, but there is a, a small editorial team. So I'm very grateful to other executive producers who are with me every step of the way through the outlines and the drafts of the script. So can you talk about maybe early on in Line of Duty where that editorial process would have helped the story? Well, it helps in, in every respect. The, the way it works is I deliver a, an outline of each episode. And then we discuss that. So that's an opportunity to uh, delve deeper into interesting areas, solve problems where maybe something is confusing or challenges plausibility, uh, to tease out the characters and drive forward through the story. Uh, And then from that, I will write each draft. But what I think is unique about the show is that we do that episode by episode. We don't plot far ahead, so we try and simulate the process of watching the show that the audience experiences so that the editorial team will read each episode with with no great foreknowledge of what's coming next. How do you avoid writing yourself into a corner then? 
Well, I do plan ahead, and but I keep that to myself. So that's something where if I perceive that there may be a problem further down the line, then I will think about it and put some things in place that will help me out. Uh, and sometimes it's something that needs to be reverse engineered. I may find that there's an unforeseen uh, problem where, yes, I am in a, a corner, but the way of solving that is often just to go back into earlier episodes and create a route out. I was very surprised at the end of Bodyguard that you decided to give the protagonist a happy ending and give him back his family. That was a conscious decision because of our um, responsibility towards promoting the right message about mental health. The, one of the things that was very important to us was, was the sensitive and accurate portrayal of the protagonist's post-traumatic stress disorder. And as, as portrayed in the series, he kept refusing help. So towards the end of the series, he finally acknowledged that he needed help in order to recover. And that's something that I think is a very important message, particularly to young men who are often the most reluctant group to seek help when they need it with mental health problems. So because he took that step, we wanted to give him the reward of um, uh, a happier and, and outcome and greater well-being. So Bodyguard, it's rumored to get a second series. Have you already thought of the idea for the story? There are a number of ideas that, that we're looking at. Um, we haven't made any final decisions, and we're still in talks about whether or, or not we can make the, the, the second season um, in the, the next few months. It's really about the logistics of, of setting the show up. Well, I hope that it works out. I've also heard that you're in talks with the lead actor, Richard Madden, when you talk with an actor, what are the kind of conversations that you have? Obviously, you don't want to give away any spoilers. Uh, the conversations with Richard are great because he's uh, such an intelligent actor and he's, and he's so thoughtful about his character's journey. So we talk about where the character's got to and what new challenges might face that character and how that character would be set up to face um, a, a new storyline. I've read for your other series, Line of Duty, that you do talk to the actors regarding storylines. Can you tell me earlier on in the series a conversation you've had with an actor that has resulted in an interesting change in a storyline? Oh, that happens all, all the time in, in small degrees. Often actors are the best people to pick up on inconsistencies in their characters, that a character in one, one episode might feel a certain way about an issue and then in another episode... They, their view appears to have sh shifted without anything happening in between. So that's where I'm, I'm really grateful to the, the cast for those discussions. And then other times, it's really about um, opening up the character story that sometimes an actor will say, I, I don't know how I'm going to get from A to B in this and portray that. And actually what that does is identify missing scenes so that we can then share those with the audience. Those are all my questions today. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Are you going to get out there and enjoy the beautiful Banff scenery? I'm having a great time here in Banff, and the, the scenery is absolutely amazing. It's, it's completely unique. It's the first time I've been in Banff, actually the first time I've been in Canada. So it's, it's great to get out and see things. Perfect. Thank you very right. much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have Thanks a good day. So hey, I'm Scott Wood. I'm the host of The Interview Show. We're going to end the show here. Thanks for listening.